FisherCast, a Six Feet Under retrospective. I am your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my Six Feet Undertakers... Moira? Dez! Well, hey, well, we're back again! Woo! And, uh... <laughs> it's a week later, and, uh, we, we are... We are going down under... <laughs> to Hell see, yeah, we are! <laughs> see oh our God. friend Missy again. So, what do you say, Missy? I say I have a six feet under story. Oh, you do? Hey. Oh, I'm glad because last week you didn't come here prepared. And, uh. <laughs> I'm yeah, glad it's you're... better because, you know, why, why would. Um, I, I also chose a fisher of the week in the last two minutes, too. Excellent. <laughs> well, what's your story? Okay. My story is um, a Wednesday night. I was, um, like messing around with all my stuff fixing stuff and putting stuff away and all that and I found a diary that I had started at the turn of the century and one of the um entries is dated January 22nd 2003 I'm watching six feet under <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, wonder what episode it was but you could uh... yeah I, I'm guessing it's going to be something like season two or something yeah yeah Awesome. Or maybe early season three. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, we never really talked about how um, how I got into six feet under on here. I I have to say I worked <laughs> at I worked at um, Blockbuster back in the day. I hate that corporation with <laughs> all of my soul. Um, but yeah, I, I, I basically rented like I think the first two seasons on DVD. But then watch the rest of the series live, and uh, that's it. Wasn't that interesting of a story? But I, <laughs> that's I an it. amazing story, Robin. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> uh, I was always kind of like uh, drawn to uh, the art that they do for the DVDs, you know, and like like the like 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 Moyer, like you were like into the whole tree with the whole box underground that said six feet under, mm-hmm. at the, you know, before you started. And, uh, you know, that kind of stuff kind of dropped me in. Second season has like a crow on the front. So, uh, I was like, Ooh, that looks dour. I, I, I need to watch. Uh, and, and it's done by HBO. So it's gotta be great. So, um, HBO was the, uh, was like, like the AMC of the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> one of those networks where like everything that they put out was always quality, you know, it still seems to be that way. These mm-hmm. game of Thrones, especially. Which so, I would like to tell you, I have started watching. Excellent. Hey. Oh my God. And Is I really... call Drago, not the hottest thing ever. It, who? Call Drago. The, uh, the horse warrior. Oh, oh yeah, he's he's pretty he's mm. intimidatingly, you Gorgeous. know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and and um, okay. no, I'm enjoying it, and I've only done two episodes, but people were saying, oh, you know, it's slow to get going, it takes forever. They're doing all this character development. I'm like, I love that stuff. Are you kidding? Yeah, That's I loved crazy. it from the beginning. Yeah. I thought it was great. I, yeah, me too. I don't find it slow at all, but you know, anyway, some people are TV snobs, you know. Mm. I guess. Um, yeah, I actually just finished the book, so it, <laughs> it took okay, me a now, while. Clarify for me, is it one book or a whole series of books? It's a the, series, but yeah. the first oh, so. season is the first book. Okay. okay. She was asking me, Des, 
Hey, I know stuff. I just tell it <laughs> like I know it. Okay. I don't have you know to wait for rock stuff. We have Des no stuff here. <laughs> uh, Not a lot, but I know some. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's get into our first segment: uh, the Darwin Awards. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, I yeah. love uh, the death in this episode was a little hard to find a funny story for. <laughs> First of all, because it was a murder. It was a, so like any funny murders out there. Um, so yeah, I actually went into our history books and found a, a historical. Um, uh, well, it's not exactly a Darwin Award, but it is about murder. Um, Claudius Murder. Claudius the Fourth <laughs> Roman Emperor was in the midst of big marriage problems with wife number five, Agrippina. He was heard publicly to complain <laughs> about his bad luck in marrying so many disagreeable women. This might have spurred Agrippina into action, not so much out of a need for vengeance as a fear from losing on the position she saw herself and her son trying to uh, occupy when Claudius was out of the picture. He was also making statements regarding reconciliation with his son Britannicus, which would have knocked Agrippina's son Nero out of the out of the running for ruler of Rome. She needed her husband out of the way, but it couldn't have been just logic that drove her, since the poison that was administered to him was slow and painful. When it seemed the old man would die quickly enough, Agrippina sent in a slave with a feather to induce vomiting, claiming it would cure him. Of course, vomiting might have, in fact, helped Claudius if the feather hadn't been dipped in yet more poison. Mm. <laughs> so, so this ep- on this week's episode of Rome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love that show. I need to watch it. Um, okay, so let's get into our open casket viewing. All right, season one, episode 10, The New Person. The Fishers need to replace Rico, and they hire the outstanding but unfortunately outspoken Amanda. Brenda and Nate's relationship faces a mountain... <laughs> that her name was Angela! That got it. They got that wrong, too! Oh, you're right, it's Angela! <laughs> I, I noticed okay, that. I, was, I wrote... The, again. Let, let me I, again, and I'll put in Angela, okay? This is so bad. Who writes this stuff? <laughs> okay, here we go. Season 1, Episode 10, The New Person. The Fishers need to replace Rico, and they hire the outstanding, but unfortunately outspoken, Angela. Brenda and Nate's relationship faces a mounting crisis when her brother Billy exhibits an outrageous portrait of the unsuspecting Nate. Off his meds one time too many, Billy may need more restrictive care. David orchestrates a meeting with his ex-boyfriend Keith and comes on surprisingly strong. Claire finds herself enmeshed in a deep relationship with Gabe, but it may be shallower than she thinks. Written by Bruce Eric Kaplan and directed by Kathy Bates. The Kathy Bates. The Kathy Bates, yes. Um, so yeah, we're, we see Jonathan Hanley, who is another one of those character actors you see in lots of places. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. The, late, the latest thing I've seen him in was uh, uh, True Blood, playing a yes. like, mortician. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, wow, the gall this guy. I mean, imagine listening to him yap all the time. He's just sitting there talking about how he screwed some customer over at his light store, <laughs> and uh, just 
oh man, the, the how how terrible his life must be that you know he's he just gets such like like that's his big story for his wife like I'm the big hero because this you know a hole came into my light store and thought he could get one over on me well I'm smarter than him and then bang frying pan and what <laughs> I loved is when she's placing first his coffee cup and then his juice cup at his place setting mm-hmm. I actually thought it odd I thought that's really funny he's not even pausing to take a sip of the coffee and of course mm-hmm. then we discover that really she's setting the place setting for herself <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, My only note regarding that was I would have smacked him in the face a lot sooner than she did. <laughs> My note said I, I don't why. I would divorce him instead of killing him. A lot less jail ta- time. Yeah. You're a wise woman, Des. The more <laughs> you know. Yep, the more you know. <laughs> So uh, David and Nate are talking over the man's uh, cadaver and uh, trying to figure out why his wife might have killed him. (laughs) And David says that she's in jail and she said she did it because he was boring. And that's the last we see of that body. (laughs) That's true. Uh, It was a quick one. Um, uh, And the funny part, I think, is when David and Nate just kind of look at each other like, sometimes I'm boring. (laughs) They both look a little bit, you know, nervous. <laughs> uh, um, so Nate uh, thinks David needs some help with the bodies and and uh, convinces him that, you know, they need some help. And in, in fact, it, Nate's actually already puts, put an ad in the paper and they got interviews like later today. So uh, we go to the first in well, we go to a series of interviews, excuse me. Um, and we, the first guy is... Uh, talking all about how great it is and he looks perfect and then all of a sudden he gets into this thing about a lawsuit for some sort of unembalmed arm and it wasn't his fault uh yeah and i i love this next guy he says that uh he gets he sometimes gets panic panic attacks and chanting makes the dark time pass (laughs) yes and can't you all relate to that (laughs) and then we meet the lovely Angela. Yes, right. and I realized who Angela is. It took me a minute. I was partway through the episode, sitting here watching it with Christine, actually. And I'm yeah. like, oh, now I get who she is. She's from Greece. She was the beauty school dropout in the original Greece movie. No. Yes. No, she wasn't. That's not Frenchie. <laughs> no. It's, it's not Frenchie. the same actress. She's too young. <laughs> Angela. Ele- is Ileana Douglas? Yeah, oh. that's her name. Um, and oh, okay. she... Was in wish my pages would scroll. That would be nice. That's a good movie. She she was in the Cape. Uh, she was in it's, okay. There's other ones. Uh, Ugly Ghost Betty. World. Ghost uh, World. Uh, sure. Uh, Six Feet Under. Uh, oh, yeah, Law and Order Special under. Victims Unit. Hmm. Drew, Drew Carey Show. No two episodes. That's not much. She's been in several things. Yeah, she's been in a lot of stuff. You know who she looks like to me? She looks like the older, like, version of uh, Jesse's girlfriend from Breaking Bad. Hmm. Yeah, I don't watch that, so I don't know. Don't make me look that up. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's not the same lady, but... Anyway, uh, Ileana Douglas, she's... 
very talented, and she's another good actress that comes on the show I, I really like. Um, but yeah, she says that embalming the first time felt like coming home, <laughs> and Nate and David immediately fall in, fall in love with her. And uh, after she leaves, they start talking about how you know, they don't want to look too desperate by calling her right away. <laughs> um, next scene, we have David vacuuming and then falls into a <laughs> fantasy sequence where he's doing a number from Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> the only one who called, called it Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah, because um, all I knew was it was a big Broadway number. I have no idea. That's a song called Got a Lot of Living to Do. Good actually. for you, Robin. <laughs> I started Bye Bye Birdie in high school, so... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Theater. Mm-hmm. Theater. hmm I like these little musical segues. They're quite yeah. amusing to me. It was it, it, it was it was uh Michael C. Hall's time to shine. I mean, you know, he played the MC in Cabaret on on Broadway and uh or I don't know if it was off Broadway or whatever, but um you know, he got to play background dancer in Claire's little fa- fantasy sequence. But now we get a, we get time time to shine with him dancing and uh, all sorts of studly looking men dancing around him. Yep, first. <clears throat> and then we get this uh, Ruth kind of calling his name, and another one of those moments where somebody is catches somebody in the middle of their own little fantasy sequence or talking to somebody who isn't really there and uh, you know just like an awkward moment you know so we're at the photo show (laughs) uh, (laughs) called Private Public and uh, Billy's all cleaned up Um, the scruff is going away from everybody it it seems Uh, it's a tragedy I tell you a tragedy (laughs) (laughs) we're having our own memorial and wake for the scruff (laughs) scruff um, oh. Brenda is very proud. Um, Ruth shows up with Nikolai. How cute is that? Oh, that was adorable. Mm-hmm. Made me happy. And I have to say, from the woman who used to say she hated Brenda, Brenda looks quite hot and quite good in this scene. Oh. I think I think she looks quite attractive. She has really grown on me a lot. I do uh, not dislike her anymore. I know. What is happening to us, Dez? And it's not like I, like, love her or whatever, but I actually, I kind of, I'm starting to like her a little bit. Yep. Yeah. I'm finding the same thing. It's kind of freaking me out, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got to say that, you know, in this episode, it, I don't want to get any details yet, but, I mean, it really starts to pull you in Brenda's direction, and she starts being a, a little bit more sympathetic than she was, so... Um, but anyway, uh, one of those reasons for sympathy is because, uh, she has a mother like Margaret, uh, who <laughs> pops oh into this party God. talking about how some stranger rubbed her ass and, uh, she's been drinking just a little bit, uh, drunk, <laughs> drunk slutty mom yeah. And, yeah, and whispering in her son's ear. And you know something? I am so glad they did not tell us what she said to him because mm. it's just, it would be horrid. Disgusting yeah. I don't yeah. know who she was at first. I'm like, who the hell is this blonde woman <laughs> all uh, over Billy? And then um, Brenda calls her mum and I wrote down, oh my God. That's she's Mrs. a woman. Who, she could give cougars a bad name. Yeah, okay. she could. I guess yes. when she's hitting on her own kid. Yeah. <laughs> the whole family is fucked up. Oh, she moves from one man to the next. I mean, she's then she's on Nate. 
And uh. then um, after a little, uh, well, <clears throat> basically, uh, uh, we 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 have uh, the moms actually meeting for the first time, which was uh, quick and painless for the most part. Uh, uh, no, she had to go and say something rude to Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you look like I just took a dump in your front yard. And she's off. That's the thing, uh-huh. though. She was just like, that was it, and I'm done, and I'm out. And, uh-huh. and then we have the... Uh, Mr. or Dr. Feinberg, uh, the guy that um, wrote Charlotte's. Um, yeah, and so Tom, obviously, I gather Margaret and Dr. Feinberg had some kind of fling, right? Mm. And, you know, what woman proffers her hand in that manner as if it's 15th century England so that he will kiss the back of her hand? I just wanted to slap her upside her head. Mm. Ugh. Yeah, they got a little bit and icky. I- Whoa. Go ahead, miss. I was just going to say, when Nate stormed off, I was like, I want to come with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Take me away from this scene. mother just scares the crap out of me. <laughs> <sighs> and then Nate and Brenda stumble across a couple laughing at a picture on the wall. <laughs> and Best there picture is, ever. There's oh, Nate. <laughs> uh who apparently was followed by Billy for a couple miles while he was out jogging until he got a great shot of uh, Nate pissing on a wall. Hey, I'm thinking that is a CG urine stream. Oh, really? You look close. <laughs> Do you think the actor really posed for that? Come on. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it was awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so Brenda calls it a little odd, and Nate says it's fucked. And storms out. <laughs> and then we get a great closer to the scene with Nikolai and Ruth walking over. And Nikolai says, look, that's your son pissing against the wall. <laughs> I Nikolai love is awesome. <laughs> um, so we're back at Brenda's and Nate's ranting and raving. And Brenda's like, oh, who got hurt? Who died? It's he's whatever. You know, he's fine when he takes his meds. And, uh, and Nate starts asking, "Has he done anything dangerous?" And and uh, Brenda says, Geez, "He'd only be a threat to himself." And uh, actually, Billy tried to kill himself while she was off in Europe celebrating the scholarship to Yale she got when she was eighteen. And um, when she was at the airport, Margaret showed up drunk and told her that he killed himself. Uh, and as a result of the whole thing, she she never went to Yale. And she 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 says she she wasn't pressured. She she wanted to stay for Billy. And I thought that whole scene between uh, Nate and Brenda was probably a pretty pivotal bonding moment for them because Brenda's now letting him into the the most intimate depths of her background. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so I quite liked that. I think that was a really important scene. Mm-hmm. She really had a fucked up life. Oh, I mean that's why I. I I can't hate her anymore. I mean, she's a product of this life. It's not mm. really her fault that she is the way she is. Mm. And considering all she's been through, she didn't turn out that terribly crazy. I mean, look at her brother. Mm. Yeah, I mean, she, she basically, we're starting to see more and more that she has a good heart and that a lot of her screwing with Nate earlier that I was complaining so bitterly about um, mm. is because she's been so very wounded. 
And yes. so afraid to trust anybody. I mean, when you can't trust your mom and dad, who are the people you're supposed to be able to go to for sanctuary and security, when you right. can't trust them, who? how do you learn to trust anybody? Exactly. But mm-hmm. now she has let him in some, so she's she's not, you know, fucking with him as much. Right. Right. See, so much more sincere. So much more true. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say a bad word about Brenda. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um... We go to the breakfast scene, and um, I think the only thing I made an interesting note about was that Nate almost slips about asking about the person that David's seeing. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. Mm. Yeah, it becomes a person instead of the guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's when you knew that Ruth was going to find out in this episode. Really? That wasn't yes. what I knew. Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, yeah I, do. I didn't I mean, get that either. I remember when I saw it for the first time, I was like, oh, when it happened, so... But anyway, um, <clears throat> if there's anything, well, because okay, she's saying this thing, she's pondering it. You can see her wheels starting to turn. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree, Des. I think and then there's a scene later when you think, oh, this is when it's going to happen, but it doesn't. Um, so if there's anything you want to uh, cheer up a depressed person with, um, it's make them watch Full House with you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> Even just watching that on another TV show makes me want to slit my wrists. I don't know. Uh, yes. Gosh, that show is so horrible. Yeah, I agree. Um, anyway, uh, Claire and Gabe get uh, Gabe gets an idea of like you know let's let's clean up uh, some of uh, Anthony's toys and maybe give it to the neighbor. And Mrs. Demas shows up and uh, basically takes the takes the box away and you know says that's not going to happen. Um, Angela is getting the introduction to the embalming room from Nate, and she talks about how she had calamari the night before, and, uh, she's, this one case where the strong smell of formaldehyde will help. Oh, um, she overshares. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am not, I'm not like that, am I? I know I overshare, but I'm not like that, am I? <laughs> no, Des, you are not into your... I've not of- heard the word calamari out of your mouth. Mm. Robin just laughs. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say that, uh, you know, I mean, like, like Angela seems to be like just like wound up person that just unwinds like and like just keeps going and going and going and going. And, you know what? She doesn't have an edit mode. Yeah, no. Right. <laughs> she doesn't know how to gauge the social situation either. No. Like, Des, you'll, you can talk about inappropriate things, but you want to be like, so have you done this with, you know, and uh, with so-and-so and uh have you tried anal or whatever like like out of the blue you know well isn't she a most amazing breath of fresh air in that place really yeah. despite all of her inappropriateness I, she made me laugh every time she was on screen i just she loved she irks me so much oh no she made me laugh uh, I, I couldn't <laughs> I liked her. the minute she started working i was like okay i hope she doesn't last very long <laughs> uh, I, I thought she was hilarious like, oh, man, I miss Rico. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. I was like, oh, I miss Rico so much. Uh, so, I yeah, think she's good to look at, but Angela is a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> she makes oh, the boys squirm. She is good to look at. Oh, she, oh uh, all that cleavage. <laughs> I was thinking that, Robin. You must like all that happy cleavage going they're on. They're just nipples. <laughs> yes, as she explained. Uh, oh my god, she dresses for an interview like 
you know, yeah. professionally. Literally. And then she shows up to work and dresses like, you know, she's going out to the club. That yep. is just, it's ridiculous. I'm professional. That's what makes it so fun to me, though, because it is so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so we get a, a, a scene that I think is very pivotal in um, feeling some sort of sympathy for Brenda. Um, yes. Brenda confronts Billy about how he's trying to drive Nate away, and she says that she actually loves Nate, and, this have, yeah. and he needs to stop messing with her life. It's yeah, nice because yeah. she's not just taking... Billy's side of like right. she had been, you know, earlier she was always defending Billy, always defending Billy, and now she's defending Nate to Billy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at least you know she still respects Billy enough that you know she won't, she'll still defend him to Nate. Right. But, you know, she respects. She now respects Nate enough to defend Nate to Billy. So exactly. That's really awesome. Yes. Um, at the food drive, Nate has an imaginary love connection with the homeless guy. Oh my god, that was so (laughs) crazy! (laughs) I love that. Go ahead, Missy. Uh, I was just, I was gonna say, I wrote down a BJ from a homeless guy. Is Dave really that hard up? (laughs) (laughs) And and I wrote down that Dave is is really getting obsessed with sex. Yes. Apparently, uh, what happens when you don't have any? Yeah. For a while. Yeah. Mm. Let me tell you, it's it's true. <laughs> but no, this is yeah. He it hasn't been that long for him. What like a day or two? <laughs> a couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah. Oh, at the how, how much time has 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 passed? Um, we meet our friend Tracy, who's back again, <laughs> who's on the phone. Um, with somebody talking about different volunteers that are showing up, and the and the name Keith Charles comes up, so um, David gets very interested in that and asks her about it, and turns out that those people are those are some volunteers from St. Stephen's that are going to be helping at this nighttime food drive. So David those signs people. up. What do you got against those, those people, people that she was talking about <laughs> on the phone? <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, uh, Claire actually took Gabe away from that whole situation to bring her, bring him to some place that'll make him laugh, and that, of course, is in front of her brother's photograph. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he, after a good laugh, uh, he apologizes to Claire about what happened with the whole sucking on the toes thing and all that. And um, he takes her hand and kind of holds it to his chest and... and uh, she seems to like that a lot. Um, <clears throat> I think the apology was a, a good thing for him to do. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, especially if like she's the only one, you know, putting herself out there for him. Um. Do you guys think that uh, it's just the grief talking, or uh, he sincerely means it? He probably, I mean, he might because you know how teenagers are just because he told his friend what happened Mm -hmm. doesn't mean he spread the rumors around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I I actually thought he looked pretty sincere at that moment. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. So we cut over to Angela uh, cursing at her boyfriend over the phone about her sex life while working on a cadaver. Um, okay, these are some of the best lines ever, okay? Uh, oh, go ahead. Do you have any written down? I didn't well, write them down. Yeah, I, 
I, I I started cracking up. I had to go back and look again. And she says, okay, when I tell you I keep reading the article about these one-hour orgasms, the least you could do is try to help me have one. <laughs> oh. Come on, guys. How can you not like a character? <laughs> have a one-hour orgasm. Come on. Yeah, that'd be great, but time and place, honey. Time and place. <laughs> so, yeah, Nate. Nate tells uh, tells Angela that David wants some decorum, so maybe she shouldn't do any personal calls. And of course, she's like, "Well, I won't do it while David's around." Then um, she Brenda... has no respect for them. That's what that's the problem I have. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They're her bosses, and she doesn't have any respect for their authority. Mm. There was an echo. It's gone now. It was not. Yes. I think she's just clueless, you know. I think she just, again, she doesn't have that that uh, ability to edit and think before she speaks, um, and it really gets her into trouble. <laughs> yeah, I wrote Angela is sassy. <laughs> <laughs> she's definitely a force of nature. Um, so <clears throat> when Brenda calls and tells Nate not to come over, Brenda's having some Brenda time, um, and Nate's very frustrated as usual that he's getting pushed out of her life again. Um, Angela tries her best to help and then starts asking if he's into pissing (laughs) as Nate slowly backs out of the room. (laughs) Um, And we go to the florists and uh, Nikolai is very gracious for Ruth inviting him to the uh, photo show. And uh, Ruth is have is having some good feelings about it, so she asks him out to dinner. And uh, okay, can we take a moment? Woohoo! <laughs> he makes sure that it's not a date. That uh, they're just going. Yeah, just... I love that part. I love that like. Yeah, it's not a date. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> back in this high school, uh, Andy's trying to get Gabe to go to a party. Gabe's actually got to go to Barstow to ask his dad for money for his mother, and Claire offers to go with him. Then we see Dr. Feinberg going to his office, and it's freaking trashed, and Nathaniel and Isabel is spray-painted on the wall. <sighs> I guess Billy's off his meds again. Sorry? I said I think probably the doctor deserves it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. But yeah, the guy just deserves a messed up. What was that? I I said he deserved a lot more than just a bit of a messed up um, office and spray mm. paint on his wall. That guy was strange. Mm. And plus, he was being mean to Brenda. Mm. And yes. Creepy and creepy and and lascivious. Ugh. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we get a we get a great scene here for uh, Jeremy Sisto playing Billy here, um, throwing Brenda's files into his parents' pool and totally um, just cursing the hell out of his parents for fucking up um, their lives. I mean, I love this scene. Yeah, because it's true. I blame the, I blame the parents. Mm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we move on to Angela working on... Um, Working on a body with David, and uh, she's trying to figure out David's type, and it completely figures out that he's gay. <laughs> and we go right to another scene where Nate and David both start talking immediately about how much they want to fire Angela with Ruth. 
<laughs> yeah, I was right there with them. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> yeah, they, Ruth says, "Well, maybe there's another side to her worth knowing." And you know, I I, I think she's thinking about uh, her own coworker, Nikolai. Yes, indeed. Mm. Yes. And Claire tells Ruth that uh, they're doing an overnight astronomy project, and uh, Nate and David cover up for. Her. Don't um, you love that? It's yeah. great to see that cohesiveness coming from those little baby fishers. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Nate says that was back when Pluto was a planet. Oh, poor uh, Pluto! I know. I felt the same way, Daz. Makes me sad for Pluto. Skyler gets so upset about that. She gets she's downright a, mad. And she's a youngster. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that that happened so um so long, long ago. ago. I thought it was recent. Yeah. That, oh, the Pluto thing. I thought it was recent. I I did too. Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah. Like I'm going. 2001, what? I only heard about this like three years ago or four years ago. <laughs> and now, but why, why are we the last to know? <laughs> they kept Australia in the dark. They know you're sensitive <laughs> yeah. down there and they didn't want to upset you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, competing for Master Manipulators of the Week are Margaret and Bernard Chenoweth talking to their daughter, Brenda about how they think Billy probably needs some intensive therapy um, at a facility in Colorado. And uh, Brenda says they're just trying to make their own lives easier and yep. totally refuses to help them. So um, <clears throat> at this point, what do you guys think about ben- Billy's stability? Um, I think he would probably be a little more stable if his sister wasn't dating anyone. Okay. But I I agree with Brenda. Yeah. Moira, you're the medical expert. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I um I just feel very sad that Billy has not had his parents really uh in his corner rooting for him the whole time. It really seems as if they wa- have washed their hands. Mm-hmm. Of any kind of responsibility for him. I mean, they they didn't cause him to be bipolar. Obviously, it's an illness, right. but um, they don't seem to have been supportive. They seem to be. Um, they talk down to him. They, you know, it's just not a very loving relationship. So, I um, I have a lot of empathy for Billy at this point, and I, um, I you know, I don't I don't see why suddenly we need to institutionalize him when he's been battling this illness for like ten years. Right. Yeah. So that's all about them. And Brenda totally calls him on it, and I just, yeah, I'm quite disgusted with the two of them. I get the feeling, th- oh, sorry, go ahead. I just say they should know better. They, you know, they, they're so wrapped up in themselves, and she's obviously, they've made it very clear to us now, she's an alcoholic, she has her own issues, and she's, the mother, I mean, and she's yeah. in denial in terms of dealing with her own things and how she has failed her kids, so... I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for the Chenoweths. Well, I get the feeling that maybe um, the reason why it's like now that they're saying institutionalized is that, um, you know, Brenda had said it's only like once or twice a year that he usually goes off his meds. And this is like, you know, twice uh, in a what seems like a much shorter span. Like Mm. I said, though, if Brenda wasn't so involved in this relationship, that's clearly like the. uh, Yeah. the most of a relationship she's ever had, I don't think it would be such an issue. I agree with you. I think it's totally threatening to Billy. Um, yes. His sense of security, because she really is his rock, and 
he's realizing that Nate is coming between them and that this might be a permanent change and that's got to be terrifying for him. Mm. Right. And yeah. it's really causing him to act out more than normal, I think. Right. I agree with you. Um, <clears throat> well, let's move on to lunchtime. Um, lunchtime with Ruth and Angela. Um, yeah, so Angela spilled some beet salad on somebody's wig. <laughs> oh my look. god. You know, I had made a note before that I never read on the time when Rico was eating his lunch down there in the morgue. That is so disgusting, really, <laughs> the, to eat lunch there in the morgue, and she does it too. That's, I mean, I'm sure there are just so many chemicals and uh, nasty bacteria yeah. and stuff. So here's a true confession time. So, oh, no. so back in first year med school when we do our work with the cadavers and we learn all of our anatomy, um, you, you spend a lot of hours in the anatomy lab, like lots of hours. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you, you kind of have to pack a lunch. So... <laughs> so um, from a practical point of view, I, you know, they live down there. They're with the bodies. They're embalming them all day. They have to eat lunch at some point. I can kind of see how it would happen. Yes, but it's not like they're, you know, where you can't leave for 10 minutes to, you know, wolf down some lunch in another room. Really. You know what I mean? It's just gross. I, if I was sitting there like with a bag of chips, I would, I, I would, would not, I couldn't, I couldn't help myself by like pointing the chips at the cadaver and going, you want one? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just would have to. You don't mind if I do? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't, oh, all right. All right. <clears throat> so uh, Angela says, uh, you know, she just goes, she's just wound up. She's unwinding the, the, the Angela wheel keeps spinning and spinning until somebody interrupts her. Um, she says uh, she doesn't want to be one of those menopausal women who go all dikey with the short hair. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. It's so true. I love that line. <laughs> she starts prodding Ruth about her personal life and Ruth says I do not want to discuss my relationships right now um, okay Angela does not get sensitivity award does she no, <laughs> no. it's oh. funny because it's like you can see like she's trying but she can't help that go overboard with it right. you know um, <laughs> Claire gets a voicemail from Gabe saying he's going by himself and Thanks for helping and whatever. Um, wow, that that I'll talk about that later. Okay, <laughs> we go to Brenda's where Billy's working on her sink, and uh, he said the whole episode that he had, he was all about the new meds he was on. He's just got to mm-hmm. tone it back. It's his prescription, blah blah. blah. And uh, Brenda asks him right up, straight up, "Should I be worried about you?" And he says, "You shouldn't." Um. Ruth finds a broken cherry glass and um, while David and Nate look at Angela's uh, work looking for a reason to fire her not finding one uh, Ruth yells at them at them both and <clears throat> talks about the cherry glass and he and they're like oh it was Angela it was definitely that, Angela that's hilarious <laughs> that they went straight to Angela and not Claire you know what I mean Claire's yeah. a teenage girl who lives in the house Angela's an adult you know what I mean that's new to I would say I mean, Claire she, first yeah she wouldn't even be Angela wouldn't even be delving into the cupboard where the sherry glasses were located right I just thought they were pointing at it hoping their mom would get mad and tell them to fire her exactly yes 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 <laughs> so funny so let's talk quickly about um um the uh the night with uh, 
David and Keith, and then we'll get into Nikolai and Ruth's because it kind of goes back and forth here. Um, David has another fantasy of the homeless man. This time, this homeless man stabs him, and then Keith pulls out a gun and shoots him. And David's dying in his arms. (laughs) And Keith says, you can't die. We must make love at least one last time. And he's like, okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh my god, he's so obsessed with sex. Don't mind the blood. I hope that won't get in the way of our lovemaking. So, um, yeah, it seems like Keith is really wanting to patch the friendship back up. You know, he, he talks to David about the dangers of drugs and how badly it screwed up his sister's life. And um, Tracy pops by and says, oh, I, I wonder why you showed up. You weren't, like, needed here, you know? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then we you should have had... complimented her hair on her, complimented her on her hair earlier. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. true. She did change her hair. Um. Yeah. Uh. So David and Keith uh, are next seen eating tacos outside of Billy's art exhibit, and uh, they're <laughs> chatting it up, getting friendly again. Um. And then Keith goes back to David's place and is shocked when David attacks him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, although uh, definitely. Um, at first, uh, w- perhaps interested, uh, says he was more interested in talking to David yeah. and rebuilding their friendship, and he he leaves. And David gets a just a tad bit pathetic here. I mean, you know, you calling his own sex line. Well, oh, before that, he's just oh. like, oh, can't can we just do it and you know not think about it or whatever. Yeah, can't it just be meaningless, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, that'll bring your man back. <laughs> uh, so, the date between Ruth and Nikolai. Oh. Uh, so, Ruth I, and Nikolai. I have lots of Ukrainian hookers written down on my. <laughs> oh my god! That's exactly what I thought. I was like, Russian hookers. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see how short that skirt was? Holy Toledo. Yes. Mm. That's hilarious. Um, and one of them does like Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> he's so cute though um, uh, I, I, I don't know why she doesn't like him but yeah. <laughs> I really 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 enjoyed seeing Ruth laughing and dancing and having fun oh, oh yeah. and I, I was going to make a comment as I was looking at Ruth through this episode she is getting so much more attractive mm. yes just she really is more youthful her hair is down in all in all the scenes, she just looks so much more pretty and vibrant, and I'm yeah. really it's so cute. Yeah, well, and one uh, one time she had her hair that oh when she went to the um, gallery she yes. had her hair down but pulled back and it was really really was cute. cute, really pretty. Like there were little ringlets kind of escaping. It was yes. really. Yeah. I know. She made a comment in the previous episode to Nathaniel in that ecstasy dream that. She's still young. Mm. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah, yeah, she's not as old as her her um, clothes would suggest. <laughs> oh, I know. She dresses like an old lady. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, going through this, like, uh, yeah, Nikolai and uh, uh, Ruth have dinner. Nikki, uh, Nikki's uh, uh, gets 
these two girls come over. These two girls come over, and she's like, "Oh, this is Nikki's special friend, the one that fixes the dead people." And uh, we the vodka's flowing, they're dancing, and then we get this scene in the uh, the ladies' room between Ruth and this uh, older. Uh, Ukrainian hooker. She's U- <laughs> I don't know if she's Ukrainian. I don't know if she's a hooker. But she says, well, I'm like... that between Russian and Ukrainian, and I chose Ukrainian. <laughs> she says, I'd like to tear your heart out, like you tore out mine. And uh, then she talks of, has, uh, about her history with Nikolai, and she apparently was dating him for like six years, and um, he's, he was great in the beginning and then slowly just wanted to take her out to cheap Freddie Prince Jr. movies and uh, <laughs> now he doesn't it's, call her at all. It sounded like there was no passion at all in that relationship and yeah. he seems like such a passionate guy, you know what I mean? Mm. Maybe she was just convenience. Yeah, maybe, you know, was it was it because he, he didn't want her anymore or is he kind of like, you know, like a like a hot flame to begin with and burns out really quickly once, once it gets like normal or I don't know. What, what do you, are you guys still on the Nikolai train here? I didn't get the whole thing about her, you know, being passionate at the beginning. I just thought, I, I don't know. I must've missed that part, but she just said that, you know, every Saturday she made dinner for him and every, yeah. this, whatever night they went to the movies. It sounded to me more like she was into him and he was more, yes. In in friend mode all along. Right, right. I, That's uh, yeah. Me too. So, um, Ruth has a revelation here, which those of the Nikolai fan club don't want her to have any sort of no. revelation. She realizes that the job she has at the florist shop is more important than the relationship, building a relationship with Nikolai in this, in this nature. But you know what? <laughs> Other than when she was on ecstasy i have not seen her seen her so happy with hiram true you know what i mean she doesn't need drugs with nikolai to be happy apparently yeah and when she was happy with hiram she was thinking she was with her husband the whole time (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) um i gotta say one of my favorite six feet under quotes comes in this scene I, i don't know if anybody wrote it down but i have it here go for it she says thank you I had the best time coming to this funny restaurant and having you yell at me in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cute. Love it. Uh, so, um, Nate finds Claire crying over her laundry and, uh, <sighs> she talks about how she's, well, basically kind of hooked on the whole Gabe needing her thing and the intense connection they have. And she wants it back. And Nate immediately thinks it's about um, her grieving about their dad. Mm-hmm. But, oh man, I just went through just something just like that with, like, Claire went through. Mm-hmm. And I know exactly how she feels. Someone needing you, you know, someone having a close connection with you, and then it's gone, and it's just like the absence of it just hurts. So mm-hmm. I had a lot of sympathy. I was going to say that. I was going to say, during that scene, I was like, oh, my God, I know what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing happened to me as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't quite into the whole, like, um, Nate saying it was about dad, you know, about yeah. Nate Sr. Uh-uh. But- I, don't, I don't think it really was that much. 
And I don't know. Claire did say, I want to be upset without focusing on what's really making me upset. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure, you know, that's a little part of it, but yeah. I think also the fact that he did need her and, you know, that she had that intense connection with him. Right. Right. So we have Nate going over to Brenda's and, um, he tells her that he's not mad anymore. He just wants to love her, and he and he needs her, and he wants her to he wants her to love and need him back. And um, you know, and she's just says she's doing the best she can. Yeah. And um, <laughs> then we get a quick scene in the uh, embalming room the next morning, where David walks in looking kind of frazzled, and uh, Angela says, "Rough night, stud." And he just says, you're fired. Yay! <laughs> I wrote that line down, because I loved it so much. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get a... Oh, man, this is another painful scene. Margaret showing up for a uh, spontaneous brunch with Brenda. <sighs> and Nate gets to witness the mind-fucktitude that is the, the, the Chenoweth. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, the master manipulator. Ha, huh, she's calling Brenda the master manipulator? Uh, right. So... Ugh. Yeah, and really? she reveals right in front of Nate when she was in when Brenda was in Europe, Billy didn't actually try to kill himself. That she actually he actually set the house on fire, and he was making a bomb, and he wrote all sorts of nasty things about Brenda and Margaret and Bernard, and that um, somehow uh, saying that Billy was trying to kill himself was protecting her. <laughs> okay, but do you think even that's true? No. At this point, I'm thinking Margaret's making that shit up. At least the part about Brenda. Yeah, to try to manipulate Brenda into taking her side that he's really dangerous and we have to commit him. I honestly think right. she's making that shit up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I mean, she is definitely very unreliable in this in what actually happened. I mean, I I think perhaps that when Brenda was recounting the tale about how. Margaret met her at the airport and told her that her brother killed himself. And I wonder if that was like the original story she thought up and then thought maybe I should say that he tried to kill himself. And, you know, I don't, I don't know really um, what to say here. Um. (laughs) Well, okay. My take on it is I think the, the possibility of Billy trying to kill himself as a bipolar is much more plausible than mm-hmm. him trying to plot to blow up the house and, and be against Brenda and try to hurt them all. I agree. So I, I, think even her, I think this story is her trying now at this late date desperately to get Brenda on board to try to side with institutionalizing her brother. Yeah. Yeah. Give a word coming out of that woman's mouth. So, um, Brenda, this is too much for Brenda and she walks out of her own house and, uh, and at the worst moment, Nate gets a phone call from David. And I don't know about you, but I probably would have just hit silent on the phone yeah. and sat there. <laughs> yeah. Not like, I can't talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, David wants to tell Nate that, you know, he's hiding upstairs and that he's just fired Angela and she's finishing up and then she's leaving. Um that was so adorable. He's like crouched behind a chair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Nate says, I got the perfect solution for this thing. And he goes to Kroner's to talk to Rico. Yay. 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 <laughs> and uh, we go to, we see Claire trying to talk 
trying to call Gabe, but the cell phone's out of range, and she finds his locker completely empty. Mm-hmm. I knew that was going to happen. Mm. So, as Angela's leaving, Ruth helps her with her stuff as she drops it all, and, she, and Angela apologizes about breaking the goblet, and says, all I did all I did was try to fix David up with this guy. I'd never met someone so uptight about being gay. <laughs> And, uh, I don't know, uh, funny, most funny to me is I've never worked at a funeral home that that was this depressing, she says. (laughs) (laughs) See, when David and Keith were in David's room, and that's when I thought, you know, they were going to get on and Ruth was going to catch them. But Mm -hmm. no, I I knew she was going to find out, though. (laughs) So... Great that that bomb has now dropped, um, yeah. <clears throat> so I, more of that will come along. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to talk more about that. Um, so Rico and Nate talk, and uh, apparently Jill already kind of lied to him about how many hours he was getting. He didn't get quite the sweet deal that he had been promised. There's and, a shocker. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> and they, he tells Nate that Croner burnt the house down, so the mystery is solved all around. Now everybody knows. Um, <laughs> And he says he's coming back, but not for good. And because uh, he says he's never going to be a partner. And Nate says, well, maybe if you marry Claire. Uh, <laughs> he's not interested in that. Um, so, and then Rico's, oh, I heard about this pick you were in. Uh, or you're pissing on the wall or something. Uh, so, in a bit I love of a, that everyone knows about the pick. Everybody knows yeah. about the pick. <laughs> funny like you don't expect Rico to come out with it and then there it is he knows too and in a bit of a cliffhanger uh, we finished the episode with Claire going to talk to Mrs. Demas and trying to find out about Gabe and turns out that Gabe's father is actually dead and uh, you know she has no idea where Gabe is and to tell her if she you know he's she sees him and all to come back home so Gabe is missing well, the first thing I saw was when that voicemail she got, and he said in the voicemail, he just said, like, you know, goodbye, and I thought, oh my gosh, he's going to kill himself, but maybe mm. he just ran away. I don't know. One of the two. I guess we'll find out soon enough, but yeah. With he ran away at this point. Empty locker, you know, and then not at home, yeah. It's one mm. of the two, I'm sure. Well, he feels the guilt over his brother still, so that's why... <laughs> You know, I was thinking suicide at first. That would be interesting if the next episode <laughs> started with uh, Gabe's death. But yeah, I, hope, yeah. I hope not, though, because I don't know. I think maybe, I don't know. I hope not, too. Yeah. I don't I'd like to see that. him stick around a little bit. Hmm. Plus, I just think that would be so exceptionally hard on, Claire, on poor Claire. Mm-hmm. Yes, I yeah. agree. Yeah. But, you know, that's this show... That, They'll go those places, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if nobody has anything else to say, we'll get into Fisher of the Week. Uh, so, Missy, are you prepared? Um, I, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I chose Dave this time. Okay. Um, because, I mean, it was just, it was really, really, like, I don't know, I, uh, I don't want to episode but everything that um dave did was just way too good including the return of jim the return of jim 
Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, Dave's the guy who alter called. ego when he's calling <laughs> and on the phone. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um... Okay, so Moira. Oh God, I didn't want you to make me go next. I'm having uh-huh. this one. Oh, I'm wavering. You know, okay, because I have to pick a Fisher. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go with Nate actually, mm-hmm. because of the relationship with Brenda and um, how they become so much more intimate and so much more real, and I liked watching that happen. So. Even though um, he's not as proactive in it, he's more reactive. Mm-hmm. But I still enjoyed watching that 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 depth occur. So I'm going to pick him. Okay, does. Okay, I'm going to go a different way. I'm going to pick Ruth because she literally and figuratively let down her hair this episode, <laughs> and she had some fun. She had some realizations about herself and. Uh, you know, she tried to give Angela a chance and everything, so I think she was, she was good this week. Nice. Go Claire, go Claire, we'll have a complete set. Uh, I <laughs> want to, but... Come on! Uh, I just can't do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with Nate as well. Um, as, you know, for much of the same reason, Moira uh, picked... picked for as much as more but she picked a mate. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, it's late here. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, much of the same reason you picked it. You picked him. Oh my god, pronouns. <laughs> you um, can edit, Robin. It's okay. No, I'll go with Nate for much of the same reasons that Moira picked him. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I just said that in Moira's voice. You did. You're very, very talented. <laughs> okay, so we actually have some feedback this week. Do you do you have it in front of you, Moira? Or uh, I did. Yes, I do. Okay, we get uh, a lovely email from Christine Lewis. Um, <laughs> said, who who was at my house earlier today? Yay. <laughs> But anyway, and so as I was desperately trying to finish watching this episode, she was sitting beside me on the couch watching the episode. So, <laughs> the letter says, hey guys, I was just sitting sitting there watching Six Feet Under with Moira <laughs> and wondering, why am I not watching this show again? I watched the entire show, all episodes, about seven years ago. I loved everything about it. Can't comment more specifically about the episode tonight because I didn't watch the whole thing and it's been a while since I last watched it. But seeing Brenda, Nate, that crazy sexy embalmer, and Keith <laughs> makes me want to watch all over again. So enjoy discussions tonight, and hopefully I'll be able to get back to you with more specific comments. Smiles, Fat Chickpea, a.k.a. Christine. <laughs> Ooh, do you think we picked up a listener? I think maybe we did. I hope yeah. so. <laughs> Yay! By, by sitting... Well, we just should start inviting people into our houses and make them watch Six Feet Under with us. <laughs> Apparently, if you force them, it works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, let's get on to our last rights. Hmm. Um, yes, Missy, I'm going to make you go first again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, is this where I'm raising it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I, just, I haven't had much sleep, Des knows. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I give this one a seven out of ten marijuana necklaces that Angela wears. <laughs> I noticed that too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Des. Um. Okay, I like this episode. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna go with my my standard eight out of ten. <laughs> oh shit! It was just there. Wait a minute! I just <laughs> <laughs> I just lost it. What was it? Fuck! It's late here too. Um, eight out of ten. Something amusing. <laughs> Something good one. Something I can't, I can't remember what it was I was gonna say. And it was too good, I bet. I didn't write it down because I just came up with it on the fly when Missy uh-huh. was doing hers. And um it was something about something and <laughs> In this episode, you think? Do you want Can to you- go ahead and maybe it'll come to you? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty, I like this episode. I liked watching Ruth blossom and glow and let her hair down and just all the things we've already discussed. I won't miss yes. it, but I, I would give it 8 out of 10 hour-long orgasms. That's what it was! <laughs> of course. <laughs> Alright, and I, I'll say I definitely uh, enjoyed this one too. Uh, I love the photo show. I love Nate pissing on a wall and everybody knowing about it. And I love... I love, love, love hearing me some Chenoweth background uh, that they're they're amazingly messed up uh, family. Um, so I'm going to give it eight out of ten calamari farts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's only because you can't have an hour long orgasm. Uh huh. Jealous? Who says? <laughs> uh, oh please! <laughs> Biology. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, so. Oh wait! I'll say I'll give it eight out of ten Ukrainian hookers. How about that? All right. <laughs> um, not as good as calamari farts. Um, that is true. <laughs> so shall we bury this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> if you say it like that every week, that would be hilarious. Um, what do you say, Des? Um, I say, hey, um, visit us at fishcast.blogspot.com. Leave a voicemail at one five four one two embalm That's five four one two three six two two five six. Or visit us on the Facebook. I didn't know you spoke jive. <laughs> or you can email us at fishercast1 at gmail.com. Is that how we're talking tonight? Yes, we are. Moira does too. <laughs> or if you want, you can send us an email and tell us what you love about an episode. Great. Um, and uh, Missy, where can we find you on the web? Um, Facebook and Twitter. Great. And thank you so much for guesting with us these last couple episodes. Uh, Appreciate it. It was fun. Or <laughs> a little giddy here in North America because it's quarter to one. Mm. Quarter to 12 here. Yeah, you have no excuse, Des. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's still late for me. Des, where can we find you on the web? You can find me on 1976 Whoa. Hot Studs. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 
Hi, Jim. <laughs> Whatever that number was that he was calling. <laughs> um, you can find me on What's On With Stefan Dez, or you can find me on Nonsense, Nonsense Cast, or here. Okay, uh, well, you can find Moira going out with uh, pudgy Russian men to Freddie Prince Jr. movies. And you can find me on uh, Media Junkyard and uh, here and uh, Movie Snobbery and uh, possibly a Redemption cast in the future sometime soon. And um, on the Twitter at L. Robin Yero. And, of course, Moira is found at Moira Brown with an E. Dot, I like it that Robin knows where to find me on any Twitter. given day of the week. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> he's stalking you. I hear yeah. her Twitter feed is really fun to read. <laughs> you wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. Now I feel unloved. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, very, very funny. And I'm dragging this out because I don't know what the next episode uh, is. Damn. Oh, damn. Wait, I can look it up for you. Hang on. Everyone, just talk amongst yourselves. Discuss something quick. Uh, okay, the next mumble, 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 is mumble. the trip. It's called the trip. Yeah. That's the trip. right. <laughs> um, yeah, we might not have a Darwin Awards next week. <laughs> I'll just say that right now. Um, so next week, uh, your homework is the trip. And as for the new person, we therefore commit this episode to the ground. Ashes to ashes, ashes and dust to ashes. Dust. To ashes. Dust to dust. There we go. Doing it around. Yeah, just like row, row, row your boat, baby. Exactly. Well done. Bye. 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 <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's over. I, I can have sleep now. Sometimes I try to do things and it just doesn't work out the way I want it to. And I get real frustrated. I try hard to do it, and I like take my time, but it just doesn't work out the way I want it to. It's like I concentrate on real hard, but it just doesn't work out. But everything I do and everything I try, it never turns out. It's like I need time to figure these things out. There's always someone there going, hey Mike, you know, we've been noticing you've been having a lot of problems lately, you know? You maybe get away, and like, maybe you should talk about it, you'll feel a lot better. And I go, no, it's okay, you know, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out, you know? I'm just working on it myself. They go, well, you know, if you want to talk about it, I'll be here, you know? And you'll probably feel a lot better if you talk about it. So why don't you talk about it? I go, no, I don't want to. I'm okay. I'll figure it out myself. But they just keep bugging me. They just keep bugging me. They build on the side. It's got to be a suicide. So come and break one place that you allow me to say I'm afraid what you can see away. I'm not drinking. I was in my room, and I was just like staring at the wall, thinking about everything, then yeah, I was thinking about nothing. And then my mom came in, and I didn't even know she was there. She called my name, and I didn't hear her, and then she started screaming, Mike, Mike! And I go, what? What's the matter? She goes, what's the matter with you? I go, there's nothing wrong, Mom. She goes, don't tell me that. You're on drugs. I go, no, Mom, I'm not on drugs. I'm okay. I'm just thinking, you know? Why don't you give me a Pepsi? She goes, no, you're on drugs. I go, Mom, I'm okay. I'm just thinking. She goes, no, you're not thinking. You're on drugs. None of people don't act that way. I go, Mom, just give me a Pepsi, please. All I want is a Pepsi. And she wouldn't give it to me. All I wanted was a Pepsi. Just one Pepsi. And she wouldn't give it to me. Just a Pepsi. She wouldn't give it to me.